Hey guys, buckle up for the second season of Anupam. My name is Sanjana Suresh, junior coordinator of the branding cell, and I will be your host for this episode of Anupam. In our previous season, we walked you through the intriguing journey Sensite's experience as they explore the world of management. If you haven't listened to the first season of Anubhav, I would highly recommend you to give it a listen as well. We understand that choosing a specialization can be a defining point in a student's life, and to make the process a little easier for you, we have some industry professionals from various fields talk about their journey. The branding cell conceptualized these weekly doses of intriguing conversations to give you a deeper insight into the world of management. We hope to help you make an informed decision about choosing the right fit for you by the end of this season. Let's jump into a weekly dose of the podcast. Today on the show, I would like to welcome our guest Srijan Bhan. Currently a working professional at Bloomberg, Srijan Bhan is a graduate of Lady Shriram College. At Bloomberg, she is a part of the financial product analytics team where she works as a fixed income advanced specialist of Asia Pacific responsible for providing accurate and timely product advice or solutions to clients across the region. She's also the global content manager of Asia Pacific for news analytics, a portfolio that requires her to work on strategic initiatives with the product managers for new products and enhancements while upskilling knowledge and skills for the Asia Pacific region. She has recently also picked on a leadership role of deputy team leader for India Analytics, driving projects and talent development for the team while collaborating with multiple stakeholders across the firm. Shrijan is extremely passionate about the intersection of economics with gender justice. Owing to which she volunteers her time as a council member for the Banking and Credit Council of Women's Indian Chamber of Commerce and Industry. On days she is not occupied by the above, you'll find her curled up in a corner with 90s rock music watching anime geeking about star wars and sports documentaries or simply reading more on ways to advance gender equity today she'll be taking talking about her journey in finance and the multiple career avenues it offers welcome shrijan bhan allow Thank me you, to sir. ask the hottest yeah allow me to hot, ask the hottest question of the hour what motivated you to choose a career in the field of finance uh great so um i think my decision to choose where i work primarily had two factors that i took into consideration uh number one for me apart from of course the field that i work in what was really important was also the culture of the firm that i'm a part of because i've always been a person who's always taken ownership of my own work i've been quite self driven in the sense that um i've always wanted to take lead on the kind of projects i do and i've always looked out for the firms and organizations that allow me those kind of opportunities so i think number one that was a really big consideration which really uh, influenced the kind of firms i was uh, listing and deciding to be a part of but number two of course as you rightly said uh, the kind of field or area i'd want to be a part of and uh, finance or if i may rephrase a little economics was something that was really really inclined towards i think i've always been very passionate towards economics right from my school days and uh, the intersection of finance and economics it's it's really close it's quite intertwined and in, you know how um, they play out together as two disciplines so uh i think i was always interested economics was always something that motivated me and uh, trying to look for options in the world of you know finance economics and the markets but also a company that 
allows me to thrive in the kind of areas that I was looking to excel in. I think those were two primary goals that I had, and I I did uh, hit a jackpot with Bloomberg. So that's great. Going on to the second question, what are the different career options in the field of finance, and how has your journey been? Great. Um. So. I think for us to understand that it's really important to divide the markets in two parts. I would say so. Uh, for for any student of finance, I'm sure you're aware of the fact that you can largely think of the market as the buy side and the sell side. So the buy side are just people and institutions that have money and either their own money or the money of common people like us, and they use that for investments, right? And things like your insurance companies, asset management firms, pension houses, hedge funds. All of these fall under buy side, but the other spectrum of the market would be sell side, which are organizations on the side of the market that facilitates these investments and transactions. So that would be things like your commercial banks, investment banking firms, advisory firms, broking firms. So while we do understand these two sections of the market. um there are plenty of roles within these sections for somebody in finance to explore right so if i were to talk about a list down a few for for the people who are listening to the podcast um in case it helps you know in kind of finding for the right job and right role so number one is you've got something uh, where you are responsible for portfolio so that's portfolio management you'll just be maintaining you'll have specific assets how to generate returns on it uh, strategizing that what's the best investment and these don't necessarily have to be your big asset management or wealth management firms i think currently in the market there are a lot of asset management startups that are coming as well so it does not always have to be you know on a very big scale there's also depending on what kind of work environment you want but then number 2 is you've got your simple research analyst that could be across different asset classes somebody could be an equity research analyst a person could be a debt research analyst so depending upon whichever instrument or asset in the market you look at you could pick on the role of being an analyst you know you have to crunch numbers you have to uh, do a lot of analysis of the forecast of the historical performance whether you should buy or hold something so those are all aspects within the role of an analyst that would be really important a uh, number 3 which is really really popular is investment banking um since so that's one of the largest sell side institutions you have so um you know your global majors like your jp morgan goldman sachs bank of america all of these are companies all of these are institutions where your companies go up to them tell them that look i want to go through a process of ipo or i want to raise debt how do i go about that so these are those investment banking firms that provide those large scale advisory uh, you know and solutions to these companies you've got your private equity and venture capitalists um you know who help different startups at the right point in time to provide them with that sort of an investment fund them look out for the growth and get their own return so those are roles that you could also look into again a lot of startups coming into this space um this financial risk management uh, and that's across market it's across the banks on the sell side it's also for the asset managers and funds um and the uh, hedge funds that we have on the buy side so your financial risk management i think can also be a niche specialization within finance itself something that's also coming up quite a lot in the market now um apart from that you've got your general commercial banks all the commercial banks like you know your kotak icici sbi um punjab national bank uh, all of these different commercial banks they have different teams within them right we've got the main bank treasury um department of a bank we've got corporate banking we've got um credit risk team so even within a commercial bank there are different teams where there are roles available for people to join in and then uh, 
I also feel something that we miss out on apart from, you know, all of this aspect in the finance is also the public sector where you can find financial rules, which are things like your think tanks or things like your Ministry of uh, you know, External Affairs, or Ministry of Human Resource Development, while it might not intuitively seem that you'll have financial rules there, but different, um, let's talk about the largest think tank, which is Niti Aayog, right? There are a lot of financial driven projects for the policy changes in our economy that uh, the organization looks at. Um, so a lot of research-based work, a lot of work in the development and the policy sector is also something that we can look at if you're interested in economics and uh, finance, right? Um, and yeah, and then the, the last bit that I would like to cover are just your third party institutes where you've got your um, big four firms like your PwC, Deloitte, the or, or your technology and data partners like Bloomberg, Reuters, right? So we're all kind of not really a part of any of the sell side or buy side, but we kind of help facilitate all of the transactions that take place in the market. Um, I think I've listed down quite a few. So um, so that's the first part of your question. In terms of your second part as to how uh, my journey has been like, I think that was the second part, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I think it's been brilliant. So I, I joined Bloomberg. Um, I started working at the age of 20, which now retrospectively I think is too early, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's been great. Uh, I think it's it's uh, in just a matter of three years, I have already, you know, um, advanced into the career ladder thrice now. I think the firm itself has got brilliant opportunities. So my role is purely client-facing role. So it's, it's you know, it's almost like at the age of 20, 21, you're getting to talk to top-notch CEOs, you're getting to drive conversations, hold business meetings, speak to the central bank of the country. I think all the kind of exposure I've gotten to have over the past few years has been absolutely brilliant um and um, for anybody interested you know i'm happy to discuss more about my role later on if uh, you know if anybody from uh, the listeners would like to connect thank you so much that was an amazing explanation about the career options and uh, love your journey so our next question is uh, do you think that finance is a good option for only those good with numbers um mm. Okay, uh, so finance as a career option does involve a lot of numbers. So I wouldn't, you know, beat around the bush there. Yes, it's it, in in its very essence or it's in its very core, it would need you to have some knack with, uh, you know, quantitative data, analytical skills, your uh, thinking abilities with numbers. Like you shouldn't kind of be scared of numbers, right? That's number one that is definitely really important. But at the same time, while it's really data driven, I do feel that um, these are skills that can be honed, right? So while you might not intuitively be the best at numbers, but these are skills you can definitely and 100% hone for yourself. And that's simply, and, and the main question here is not if you're good at it, but you have an interest in it, right? Because if you do have an interest in something or if you want to get better at something, I do think you can do that. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's going to sound really stupid, right? But I, I was always terrible at running. I, I would suck at running. But at the same time, I really wanted to get better at running. I always felt that I should be able to run because that was something that always fascinated me and interested me. I started with two kilometers up until the day I'm able to run like 15 kilometers as a hypothetical example, right? So I don't think that skills are really difficult to hone if you really have the interest or an inclination to do that. 
so yes you need numbers you need to be good with data you need to be good with the quantitative aspect of it um but if you enjoy numbers you can get better at it and that's something uh, you can definitely work on through the time that you have in your mba amazing so the next question is as we know technology is growing rapidly do you think the future of finance roles will be taken over by ai or is manual intervention necessary in this field <laughs> so honestly look the kind of question this is there are these global leaders like elon musk and jack ma and all of these people are also contemplating on this question so whatever i say might just be the most rudimentary analysis based on whatever that because there are these big shots who still discussing i mean it's a very hot topic and it's something that's really going around in the market but personally uh whenever technology technology has advanced it has taken away jobs right simply because that's what technology does it automates things and the moment things are automated you don't need a manual intervention that's in a sense what technology means and that's historically been true like if we look at world war 1 we had new machinery new technology for artillery we had that necessity where you know we developed a lot more technology similarly world war 2 we had new aircrafts new communication and intelligence channels medicine as a technology developed new surgical innovations all of these things do happen in every phase and at this point of time while artificial intelligence is in its very infancy stages it's still being explored in the market um there are things that have come up like your sentiment analysis um you know where you pick numbers but you do a qualitative sentiment analysis on it you've got things like your natural language ability machine learning while all of this is rapidly changing and i think the next 40 to 50 years you would expect it to have progressed quite a lot i do feel that there is a certain fear around it and that fear is exactly what's being discussed in the market which is uh when is the time it become too powerful or what's the best way of using it ethically so i think the industry is a lot more aware of these questions because of which inherently the people are a lot more cautious so while i do think that it's going to be brilliant because i don't see business or um technology in isolation i see business and technology as a means to an end of solving the problems of what we have in the society right and that could be anything that could be um you know holes or gaps and loopholes we have in medicine we have in the economy we have in uh, health infrastructure in development in um public welfare initiatives i think technology and business helps you really expand and work on that because of which i think artificial intelligence has great potential of really helping us solve more problems in a more efficient way quicker way more accurate data but i also think the kind of caution that's around it and the kind of um i mean the kind of hesitancy people have where they're rethinking how we should use it i think that's great and that should exist because they'll really put that full stop where required in the future where we would not let it go out of hand because we're already aware of the possible repercussions of that so no in short i don't think that uh, there is a lot of threat to uh, it being too powerful or ultimately there being no manual jobs at all i don't think there'll be a point for that that was very well put uh, thank you so much for that so our next question is uh, you have achieved so much at such a young age What are your plans for the future? Would you like to diversify your career? Ah, oh, uh, <laughs> um, 
yes, in terms of the diversification of the career, a hundred percent yes. But and that's simply because and and that's at the core of our form as well, right? So a little bit about Bloomberg and where I'm working. I think the core of what we believe in is we don't get too comfortable with where we are because that's when we stop growing. And that's why within the firm itself, there are a hundred opportunities that you have to move literally across departments. So in terms of diversification, while right now I'm in the analytics team, which, you know, I mean, I'm in the financial, I'm, I'm a product specialist and I'm with the analytics, but there are a lot more opportunities um, within this, you know, financial sector to explore in Bloomberg. You know, you've got your enterprise solutions that you can look at. You've got your market data solutions. You've got your, um, the aspect of sales as well. You've got the product development aspect. So I think I would definitely be interested in diversifying my career when I feel that after a point of time, you know, what I'm doing is not making me learn anymore. And I think that is something I would do, but I do think that I have the opportunities within Bloomberg itself because the kind of, you know, learning we have here and, and it's a very exciting um, atmosphere. It's a very fast paced atmosphere. We were, I mean, I think there's every single person works with purpose. We are driven, you know, it's not as if you enter in the morning and you're lost. Okay. What needs to be done? Every person enters and they know what needs to be done for the day. It's a great culture. It's it's all extremely literal. Michael Bloomberg's literally just one message away if somebody wants to connect with him. I mean, it's that flat of a structure, you know? So I think it's brilliant. I would look at diversifying my career. I think within the firm, there are a lot of different roles that uh, are open for us to pick on, a lot of relocations that we can do to different, you know, markets, different geographies. And every relocation means experiencing a new kind of financial market. The markets of Singapore, the markets of Australia, the markets of India are all really, really different. So definitely would love to, I think, you know, when the time is right, uh, would look at uh, seeing what else and not get too comfortable doing what I'm doing. Um, so I think that's basically my plan for the future as well and on uh, diversifying my career. That's great. So the next is, if not a career in finance, what would you have been doing? <laughs> Definitely be working in the public sector because uh, I, and that's that's the beauty of the discipline that I love, which is economics. I think economics as a discipline is very, very flexible, very um, diverse. It's very, uh, you can mold it to whatever you wish to work on. So right now, within the role that I'm doing, I'm a fixed income advanced specialist and fixed income, essentially, I'm sure like a lot of you would be aware is debt, right? And if I were to just tell in one word what it is, it's just debt. And that debt includes not just your company debt, but a lot of your government debt. And because I work so much on government debts, the aspect of the economy, macroeconomic indicators and factors become really, really important, which is why... Um, you know, this role appeals to me in its very essence because I'm doing a lot of finance and I'm doing a lot of economics at the same time. But if, let's say, I would not have landed at Bloomberg, I think I would have been somewhere in the development sector exploring some opportunity on, I don't know, public policy and research and economics and gender and, yeah, probably that. That's good. So uh, people think that finance is a challenging field to work in as opposed to others. What are your views on this? Yeah, I mean, it look, it depends on how you define challenging, right? And that's that's a bit of what we discussed before. For somebody um, who's not 
intuitively very technical or not intuitively quantitative in nature it would be challenging because that's what challenging is for the person right um but at the same time if you're somebody who loves the excitement of the work the uncertainty involved with it the fast paced environment the volatility of the markets i think uh you'd be something would be really excited with the prospect of working in finance because of which it takes me back to where i started with if you have an interest you you can hone that right you can work on what you probably aren't good at because when you know your weakness you can work on that weakness and it's really cliched but turn it into a strength but that's possible right you can do that because of which i feel that it really depends on how you define challenging uh, of course apart from these you know requirements of your numbers and your quant aspect of it it comes with what any other role in the professional space comes with which is you need to have the right verbal and communication skills you need to have a certain knack for leadership and adaptability managing stakeholders basic soft skills that everybody does require right so even if you're somebody who's really really good with numbers but you lack all of the very critical soft skills i don't think any firm would be really happy hiring you because at the end of the day you'd be dealing with clients you'd be dealing with you know you're really important and uh, critical stakeholders and these are skills that are of the essence no matter where you work so while things might not seem the most um, natural or intuitive or self built for you and hence you might find it challenging but nevertheless it might just be something for you if you feel that you want to work on it and learn more about it simply because every skill honestly you can kind of uh, get better at every skill that you have and that's also something that takes place in the professional setting even when when you begin working or uh, i would say 80% of where you are after a year is all on the job learning right and that's because you pick those skills while you're working which is why technical skills can be brushed off technical skills can be worked on it's really important to also have the soft skills so i think it depends on how you define challenging for sure but i don't think it's um, out of the reach of absolutely anybody because if you're if you've got the basic soft skills or communication skills you can work on your technical skills thank you for the insight the next question is what is that one piece of advice you would like to give to our students who want to choose finance as a career option uh honestly you know i haven't thought about this uh because this one piece of advice i think really know why you want to do or enter the world of finance right because if it's something something again i don't think money is a very myopic uh, reason i think i might it might be privileged for me to say that but if it's something if it's money in in and of itself uh possibly two or three years later you might realize that this is really not the thing for you right because while it might be really lucrative field it possibly won't make you happy you might just find all of the associated uh you know characteristics of a financial market really uh not meant for you because of which i think number one and the most important thing is you should really know why you're entering into this field right what what's the driving force or what's your motivating reason to do that um and even if as i said you know even if you're not good at numbers but just the idea or but just the prospect of you being really critical in the development and growth activities of your own economy of your own country if just the idea of you know you being such an important person in 
in literally managing like millions of money in the economy just that idea is something that fascinates you i think absolutely go for it which is why you know you have to find a reason that resonates with you or some idea of the financial market or the economy that resonates with you beyond just something like money or a certain stability because you need to really love what you're doing otherwise you'll probably just be like jumping from job to job every five six years and probably that's not the most convenient thing to do so know why you're doing what you're doing is number one that i would say uh, and i would like to tell everybody that was a great piece of advice so with this we come to an end thank you so much for joining us shreejan i am sure that your insights will help a lot of future managers make informed decisions your journey and your words were truly inspiring we are ever so grateful to have had the opportunity to speak with you Thank you once again. Thanks a lot, Sanjana. Thank you so much. I would also like to thank our audience today for spending some time with us. If you liked this episode, please like, comment, share, and subscribe this podcast with your friends and family, or with someone whom you think might benefit from it. This podcast was brought to you by the Sims Branding Tips.